Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue our study of Ephesians with Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 and 11. This passage reads, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. This section of God's Word has been seriously abused in our generation in the theological minefield called spiritual warfare. As winds of doctrine go, that one was a hurricane. We are indeed involved in warfare, but we need to understand this warfare from the scriptures, which contain all we need to know, just as God wanted us to know it. We need to be discerning, calm and wise, to sift out the extra biblical things we're being told these days, and there's plenty of it. The moment you put your faith in Jesus Christ, war is declared against you. We are not the aggressors in this war. We are the ones under attack. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he delivers today's slice of this week's message entitled, This is War, Part 1. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Knowing all you know from the rest of this letter, here is my concluding message to you, says Paul. The first command here is, be strong. The the purpose of the rest of this letter is to help you be strong. What you need in order to stand strong in the Lord is here for you to understand and put to work. Be strong in the Lord. Now, there's something very significant about the wording of that command. It's something you have to understand if you're going to be effective in resisting the enemy. The enemy. We saw a parallel thought last chapter. Remember there's the command, be filled with the Spirit? Remember that is worded in the passive voice. You can't fill yourself with the Spirit. It's your responsibility to be filled, but the Spirit is the one who does the filling. It's 100% your commitment to be filled, but it relies 100% on the Holy Spirit to fill you. Here's the same thing. Be strong, and it's not your strength. Be strong in the Lord. God is the one who provides the strength. Now, this could be taken... Be continually strengthened by the Lord or be continually strengthening yourself by applying what He has told you in His Word. Either one of them, it works out uh, the same. They both bring together your part and God's part in living the Christian life. It is a joint effort. What is your part? Your part is 100% your choices and your commitment. God's part is 100% His Spirit, His Word, and what He supplies. It's not 50-50. It's all of both. Another way to put that is over in the familiar verse, Galatians 5.16, but I say, 
walk. That's you. You have to walk. Figure out where you're going. Plan your route. Spend the energy. Pick up one foot. Put it, put it in front of the other. Repeat and keep going toward your goal until you get there. You walk by the Spirit. Walk by the Spirit. That's God's strength to enable you to keep taking those steps. I say to you, walk by the Spirit and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. So there's two wrong ways to understand this. One is to think, oh, here's another burden I got to carry. Knuckle down. I got to I got to be strong, and, and it all depends on me. No, it doesn't. But yes, it does. Are you committed or are you not? The other wrong way is that silly slogan that somebody made up, let go and let God. If I say I'm going to do it, that's just fleshly effort at being spiritual. But let go and let God is a denial of your part in actively choosing to obey God and to follow the leading of the Spirit and to let Him strengthen you. Total effort on your part, total trust in God for all that He supplies. That's how we fight this war. And there's a theme common throughout the New Testament. I, I gave you a synopsis of those parables. Think also of John 15, 1 through 5. I'm the, I'm the vine, you're the branches, and the, the branches can produce nothing unless they're attached to the life-giving vine. Well, you must bear fruit. How can you do that? Only if you're connected to the vine. 100% you, 100% Him. There's Philippians uh, 4.13, which people love to take out of context, even, even have it printed on them before the football game. I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. Well, I can do all things, not because I can do them, through Him who strengthens me. And by the way, He doesn't only strengthen football players. Verse 10, finally, be strong in the Lord. And then look at these two words side by side. And in the strength of His might. Strength and might are two different Greek words. One of them, strength, refers to strength that is demonstrated in its exercising. There's um, lots of reasons why I don't like to go to the gym, but among them is how I feel when I'm there. Small, fat, old, weak. I mean, I'm over there thinking, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bump it up to 20 pounds this time. And, and there's some guy over there lifting a small semi. <laughs> That's strength put on display, strength in the exercising of it. That is the fruit of the other word, might, which describes power that is possessed, whether it's used or not. He has the power. He's willing to put it on display through you. Be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Now, we're gradually introducing you to the Legacy Standard Bible that's uh, a, 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 an improvement on uh, the very best one out there, the New American Standard 95 uh, edition. I check the Legacy Standard Bible every passage I study now, and it's interesting. The Legacy Standard Bible, instead of, instead of saying, be strong in the Lord and the strength of His might, it says, be strong in the Lord and in the might of His strength. Well, that tells me that the people who know a whole lot more than I do see those two words side by side, and they say, you know what? They belong together. The way the strength can be exercised is because of the might that is 
inherent. And if I'm connected to the one who has the might, I will have the strength for the task at hand. There's one other place that those two words occur. It's also in Ephesians. It's in chapter 1. It's at the end of verses 18 and 19 about praying for people's eyes to be enlightened so that they can know all of these things that you have to know in order to be filled with the Spirit, etc. And he says, these are in accordance with the working of the strength of His might. The same strength that could make you alive when you are dead in your trespasses and sin is the strength by which you can survive this war. Same meaning both passages. God has all the power you need. He is willing to exercise it through you, but you have to appropriate it for yourself by cooperating with His plan. His plan is for you to walk closely with Jesus Christ under the control of His Holy Spirit so that this enemy that is warring against us will not prevail. It's a call to battle. Be strong in the Lord. Number two, put on the uniform. Verse 11. This verse provides a a great balance of those two aspects, your part and God's part, in making you victorious against the strategies of the enemy. Look at it. Put on the full armor of God. There's the second command. First command, be strong. In whose strength? His strength. Second command, put on the full armor. What armor? The full armor of God. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. You have available to you the ultimate power, but you must not forget the power of your enemy. The, responsible, the responsibility lies with you as to whether the power flows through you or not. So, put on something. Second command. Put on translates a word that means to envelop in or to hide in or to clothe with something. We saw the word back in chapter 4, verse uh, 24, where it says, put on the new man. In other words, live like who you really are in Christ. And here there's a little bit different um, emphasis. This is saying now, get the new man ready for battle. Choose the kind of commitment he's going to have. Um, When there's bad thinking, put that off. Be renewed in your thinking, put on the new man. The put off, be renewed, put on. That's the principle of spiritual growth in in, uh, Ephesians chapter 4. Now he's saying, assuming you're standing firm in the faith, put this on. And put on here, this command in the form here, carries the idea of permanence, once for all thing. Uh, The armor isn't something that you put on just before you think there's going to be a battle. It's not when you hear the shriek of the incoming missile, you run to your closet and say, now where did I put my breastplate? Uh, I'm about to have trouble. No, he's saying, wear this armor. The battle is constant, and God has provided the armor for you to wear all the time. We'll work through the the words uh, that describe the pieces of the armor um, next time or the time after that. But these are not things that you turn on and turn off. This is how to be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. 
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.